This is a place for you, Mom. We're here to explore our super mom strength and softness. We share real talk about parenting, relationships, mom guilt, self-care, and more. We're real moms, just like you, chatting about life and bringing you tips and strategies for showing up as your best self. So throw up your mom bun, grab your coffee, and tune in to this week's episode of Finding Your Momtra. I'm Karen Liebner, mom of two, lover of all things coconut, and your host. Thanks for joining me. Um, as I mentioned a few episodes ago, I'm holed up in the basement during quarantine recording a bunch of episodes in a row, but they're topics that I think are applicable no matter what's going on. And I hope by the time this one comes out, we're out of quarantine. It should be like four weeks out from recording. So uh, let's really hope so. <laughs> but um, the content that I'm going to share today and in all of these episodes, I believe is really applicable no matter what is going on in life, whether it's normal life, whether it's quarantine life, um, you know, whatever is going on. So today I want to talk about how we can look at what's happening in our life and how it's happening for us instead of why it's happening to us. I think that asking those questions can be really empowering and give us a sense of control um, and a sense of growth and a growth mindset rather than feeling beaten down by our circumstances or whatever's going on at the time. So asking these questions will help you get clear on what it is you choose to see in any given situation and also teach you the stories that you you have convinced yourself of around that situation. So let's use an example. I chose to talk about um, a toddler tantrum. So this is a really hard um, experience to take um, a moment and think during it. So I encourage you to prepare beforehand if you ask me. Um, And I also encourage you to reflect afterwards. Um, I a lot of times sort of take stock in the morning and remind myself, okay, you really want to show up as a patient mom. That's your goal. That's what you're growing toward. Um, So it's inevitable. Tantrums are going to happen today uh, because we have an almost three-year-old, right? Um, So how are you planning to deal with that situation? Um, And also my husband and I often at the end of the day will reflect together and say, hey, you were present for that situation, this or that happened. Thank you for backing me up. Thank you for tagging in. Um, How do you think I could have handled it differently? Uh, Do you have any suggestions? Did you notice anything? And it helps us grow and get better at it next time. So I like to think about what is this experience teaching me about myself, about my child? Um, Why is this happening for me in order to learn something? And how is this experience also reteaching me this story that I've convinced myself that I'm not a patient parent, that I can't handle a tantrum, or whatever story it is that you've internalized about yourself as a parent? And like I said, tantrums can be such a tough example because they happen without warning so often. And you're like, you know, you want the blue plate? Yeah, I want the blue plate. And then you hand them lunch on the blue plate and it's like, I wanted the freaking purple plate. (laughs) They lose their mind or whatever. My my son does not say he wants the freaking purple plate. I'm just exaggerating. But, (laughs) um, you know, he wants to like throw his lunch across the room because he didn't get the plate that he 
he got the play that he said he wanted, right? I mean, these tantrum, these toddler emotions are so all over the place and so unpredictable sometimes. But they can be really great grounds for learning about ourselves. And for me, it's been my greatest teacher. I have always wanted to be a more patient person. Um, Thought I would be with my own child. And then lo and behold, toddler tantrums drive me absolutely insane. And they happen to be these awesome training grounds for me to work my patient's muscle and to learn about myself and grow. So I don't always see tantrums in this rosy, um, rose-colored glasses way, but I do try to. Um, So let's take another example. Uh, Let's talk about your spouse uh, and they leave dishes in the sink yet again. And let's think about what you choose to see in that situation. You may choose to see they don't care about me. They don't value my time. They see me as their personal maid. And what's the story you've convinced yourself of around this act of your spouse leaving dishes in the sink yet again, rather than putting them in the dishwasher or watching them themselves? You may think, um, this habit will never break. Um, This person will never respect my time or my contribution in your home. And then you have to take a step back and think, okay, is that really true? Is that real? Is that the actual situation? Does this person say, ha, I don't care about her. I'm going to put this dish in the sink again. (laughs) Instead, take a look at why this is happening for you. Is this a chance for you to dive into your relationship and how you um, respect one another's time? Is this a chance for you to open up lines of communication about maybe some bigger issues about, again, respecting one another's time, value one another's contribution in the house? Is this a chance for you to um, take a look at, um, you know, the things you care about? Okay, you say to your spouse, you know what, it really makes me feel good. I can lay my head down um, peacefully at night if the sink is empty. I have a friend who it drives her absolutely out of her mind if there's a spoon in the sink when she goes to bed at night. And so, you know, it becomes this burden on her to check the sink every night before the end of the day. And if her husband or her kids leave um, stuff in the sink, she feels like crap and it delays her bedtime when she's ready to go to bed. And, you know, it's like a really silly situation to listen to, right? The story is kind of silly, but she's made it mean a whole lot and she's taken it on as a martyr and makes herself feel really badly about it when it happens every single day, but she hasn't taken a moment to communicate this to everyone in her house and say, Hey, listen, whoever, you know, was in the kitchen last, if you go and put that um, dish in the sink, just know it's going to make my night crappy and I'm going to go to bed in a bad mood and kind of mad at all of you or restless or whatever. It's a really easy fix. And the story that you've made it mean doesn't necessarily mean that that's true. Um, And so I think it's really interesting to take a look at even these silly situations or big situations and try to look at the lessons in them and how they're opportunities for us to grow. And why has that opportunity been presented to you? Is it a lesson you asked for? Like I said, for me, I've always wanted to be a more patient person. Lo and behold, I have a toddler who tests my patience on like an hourly basis. And it's this training ground for me to work that muscle and get better at it every day. And I'll tell you what, the days when I show up and show up for the lesson and get a little bit better or react really well, like today before nap time was a disaster, um, or it started out as a disaster, but I handled it in a really patient way and got through it. It wasn't, you know, perfect. He was in bed like 
20 minutes, 30 minutes later than I wanted him to be because we were hemming and hauling, but I was dealing with it really patiently and I don't have a pit in my stomach over how it happened. I'm not mad at myself. I'm not chastising myself. I'm not telling myself, hey, now you got to pick it up and repair this relationship and make it better next time because I showed up in the way that I have been training for (laughs) in the showed up for this lesson um, and, you know, saw it as an opportunity to flex my patience. And so take a look at whatever situations are bothering you this week and see how you can see them. Why is this happening for you? rather than why is it happening to you. Think about um, the meaning that you're giving uh, that experience and how um, you can look at that story and and say, you know, is this real or is this the story I've chosen to make this mean? Before we wrap up this mini episode, I wanted to remind you that starting on Monday, May 18th, I will be running a free five-day training on mastering your mommy mindset. So if quarantine seems to be getting the best of you, this is definitely the challenge for you. We're going to get a downloadable workbook, a five to 10 minute live training or tip to go along with each prompt, each topic um, per day of the challenge. Um, You'll have access to my free Facebook group and we're just going to dig in together on, you know, the boundaries that have gotten blurred during quarantine or the fact that communication with your partner might be at an all-time low even though we've been together for weeks and weeks and all this quality time is wearing on us Um, or if you're just hitting the pillow each night feeling completely depleted and defeated rather than feeling any sense of fulfillment anymore because this is hard and it's dragging a lot of us down so I created this challenge for you honestly for me too, um, to help us come out of this better versions of ourselves, better parents than we're showing up as each day, um, as a reminder of the fact that we have that within us. So if this seems like something that would be beneficial to you, I encourage you to check out the show notes, click the link and get signed up for this free challenge. It's happening next week. Like I said, May 18th to May 22nd join us. Um, it's something we all need. And I'm super excited for our group of challengers that continues to grow each day. And I want you to be in there with us. So come and join us, click that link in the show notes, and I will see you in the challenge group and I'll see you next week for another episode.